New York State and the North Country face a housing crisis. And we see all sorts of solutions being put forward. Change the zoning laws. Build more affordable housing units. Do something about short-term rentals. One group in Lake Placid wants to form a housing co-op. A housing co-op is a legal entity where individuals have equal shares of ownership in the co-op. How a co-op model could be part of the many solutions to tackle the housing crisis on today's Story of the Day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Clarkson University, offering over 95 programs of study with campuses in the Hudson Valley, Central, and Northern New York. More at clarkson.edu. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Friday, January 5th. First up, Governor Kathy Hochul may still be dealing with some issues from last year in the lead up to her 2024 State of the State address, which is next week. The governor vetoed a number of bills in the waning days of 2023, which has led to some lingering disappointment among some lawmakers. Karen DeWitt reports from Albany. Hochul vetoed several measures that leading state lawmakers championed, including a ban on non-compete agreements. The governor tried unsuccessfully to modify that measure so that it would only apply to lower-level jobs but still be preserved for top executives in large corporations or top Wall Street brokers. She also vetoed a bill known as the Grieving Families Act. It aimed to make it easier for families to seek damages for grief and anguish if their loved one died because of a health care or other facilities negligence. And, perhaps more importantly, for lawmakers up for re-election in 2024, Hochul vetoed a measure that would have changed public campaign finance laws to expand matching funds for large-scale donations. When advocates and some lawmakers complained, the governor's director of communications called some of the bill's extreme proposals that wouldn't be appropriate for the state. Hochul says in her defense, the legislature passed over 900 bills in 2023, and 500 of them were during the final week of session. And then at that point, there's no opportunity for negotiation or conversation or understanding the impact that it might have on an agency that now has to staff up 50 more people to accomplish this and you didn't budget any money. That's usually what happens. She points out that she did end up signing some of the more controversial bills, including the Birds and the Bees Act. That law now bans an agricultural pesticide linked to honeybee die-off. Hochul says it's up to her and her staff to decide whether a measure actually lives up to its catchy name. It's just one example of where we have to look at bills that sound good on the face and they always have a great title, always have a great title. But that does not mean that in its implementation that it is right for New York. Democrats hold a supermajority in both houses of the legislature. That means they have the power to pass the bills again and then override any potential vetoes by Hochul, enabling the measures to become law. Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty, speaking on Spectrum News Capitol Tonight Show, says lawmakers, though, are not yet ready to go that route. The legislature, you know, should take that same type of care uh, in doing, uh, uh, you know, overrides. Uh, it's like, you know, those are always like nuclear options and, you know, you would hope never to have to get to that point. The governor says she hopes this year to begin collaborating earlier with senators and assembly members on controversial issues to avoid vetoes altogether. Let's start the budget earlier. Let's start the bills or talk to us during the session. And then we can have bills that we've worked on together by the end of June and then we can start signing them right away. Speaker Hasty pushed back on that. He says collaboration is a two-way street. 
In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. The hospital in Carthage in Lewis County will be taking on the management of some outpatient and acute care clinics in St. Lawrence County. Claxton Hepburn Medical Center patients will still go to their appointments in places like Ogdensburg, Hammond, and Waddington and get the same level of care. But Carthage will be taking over. Claxton Hepburn COO Brandon Bowline says these management changes are behind the scenes. The only thing that's changing uh, is we'll get some new signs up and then the billing will have a Carthage logo on it instead of a Claxton logo. Boline says this is the first phase of a plan that looks to ensure Claxton Hempburn stays open in Ogdensburg. The hospital is dealing with 30 to $50 million of debt. It's in the process of getting a federal critical access designation, which would help its finances. Housing co-ops can come in all shapes, like a large apartment building or a farm with lots of different structures. The Lake Placid Co-op is a product of the Adirondack North Country Association and the Cooperative Development Institute. Vice President Martha Pritchard Spear says a donor gave more than 100 acres of undeveloped land specifically to create housing. This is very unusual and very generous and positions our co-op in a very strong position, um, that other co-ops don't already own the land, but we have control of that land. Spear told Champlain Valley reporter Kara Chapman that there's a lot of fundraising to do before the co-op comes to fruition. The group estimates that it'll be three years before they get shovels in the ground. The land's completely undeveloped, and they don't even know what they want to build yet. Are we going to build townhouses and stick-built houses? Are we going to do all stick-built? Are we going to do... What are we going to do? We don't know yet. But you do have a meeting coming up. We do. We have a very important to us informational meeting on January 7th, which is a Sunday, in the late afternoon at the Lake Placid Beach House. The purpose of that is to find new people who want to get engaged with the project. Initially, when it started about a year and a half ago, there were, I'm going to guess, 50 people on the list who were engaged and interested. But over time, As the commitment has become clear, people have dropped off or it's not for them or they've moved away. The board now is comprised of six people, and that is not enough to make this project a reality. So on January 7th, we're opening it up to bring in a fresh group if possible. We'll have another meeting like that in the spring to bring in even more people. I'm wondering, Martha, you know, why did you and the other board members decide to try and pursue this model? What's been, you know, your experience with trying to find housing in the Adirondacks? Well, um, recently, my long marriage changed and we are no longer living together. And I had to find a place on short notice that I could afford. And it was really, really discouraging. I ended up finding a place that was not advertised that was owned by a friend. So I was really lucky. But many, many people are not so lucky and are struggling in substandard housing or couch surfing, or they just can't live here and they live in Malone and have to commute. The reason I got engaged was because with my personal situation, this is my one chance to own in Lake Placid. I know I won't be able to do it otherwise. And I'm raising my son here with my husband. Um, We're co-parenting. He's 16 now. My son, not my husband. (laughs) 
And I want to be able to leave him something of value. And this is a way to do that. I, I feel like you're speaking to something that's so like basic and innate, but so hard. Yeah. It's kind of stunning to me to be as old as I am and in the position I'm in, in terms of, you know, unlike my parents, I don't own my home. And um, it's just a real different world than it was 40 or 30 or 50 years ago. Can you talk a bit about how how you see and how, how maybe the board sees, you know, this housing co-op as part of the broader strategy to deal with the North Country's housing crisis and to provide kind of like what you're looking for, like something for the North Country's residents to leave behind for future generations? Like how how is this part of that puzzle? We're keenly aware of the overall picture and the more journalism that's done, it's showing us where we kind of fit into the big picture. We're struggling with the idea of affordability and attainability. We're really cautious about the word affordable because it's so subjective and it has to be defined. And for the purposes of our co-op, it really has to be defined because if we're going to say we're affordable, to whom then? To a person who's receiving public assistance? Do we really want to be that broad of... uh, community. I personally think that that's a wonderful opportunity for us to make housing available to people who are at the lowest end of the financial spectrum. That was Martha Pritchard Spear speaking with Champlain Valley reporter Kara Chapman. The Lake Placid Housing Co-op's future owner residents will be hosting an informational meeting at 3.30 this Sunday afternoon at the Lake Placid Beach House. We have more news all the time and through the weekend on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by Christopher Watts of Canton and the Currys of Potsdam. Have a super weekend. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.